business second chair carries a heavy weight, taking the vision and creating the roadmap to success of the business. Given the challenges these days, the second chair requires an expert, coach, mentor, an instructor to lead all facets of the business to the destination. Each month, I am your host, George Murray, and I select a business challenge and an operational professional to discuss the challenges and provide the tools to be successful to overcome those obstacles. We remind our listeners that the discussions today is the perspectives of our speakers and not of their organizations, and we are not sharing any details or intellectual properties for the organizations of which they are a part of. Today, we are going to talk about strategy, execution, and how to drive continuous improvement in today's business environment. We are joined today by Jerome Hamilton. Jerome is the COO of Ware Corporation and general partner at Brown Venture Group and author of Make Your Business a Lean Business and How to Create Enduring Marketing Leadership. Welcome to the show, Jerome. Hi, George. Thank you. Thank Jerome, you. are you ready to sit in the second chair and answer a few questions? Absolutely. Thank you for having me today, and I'm delighted to share my experiences. All right. So, Jerome, in your experience, what are the three key actions for building an organization capable of good strategy execution? George, I believe it starts with doing an organizational assessment. The leader has to understand the culture of the organization and the internal realities of the organization. By culture, I'm speaking beliefs, behaviors, values, and practices. The internal realities get at organization, structure, talent, strength, and opportunities of the organization. This will have a lot to do with talent grooming, talent selection, setting the right objectives. One has to prioritize around the capabilities of the organization. And if the capabilities are not there, then they have to go build the capabilities. And so I believe at first it starts with doing a really good organizational assessment, understanding your organization. And then second, yes, for three things there. Um, I think a team needs to embrace a really good strategic deployment and alignment tool. I like Hoshin Connery. I learned it while working at the old Numi plant in Fremont, California. I learned it from Toyota leaders. It's a phenomenal process. It drives alignment and execution around a company's vital few objectives. And as you know, if your entire organization, if you're in glo even if you're, if you're a global organization, it really is important to make sure people understand what the vital few objectives are and everyone's aligned around it. Um, execution is extremely important. And it includes the desired results and tactics and it includes doing periodic reviews for the check step of the plan to check act process. And then third, um, last, finding a way to effectively engage your entire workforce to identify and eliminate waste, satisfy the customer and support profitable growth. This includes superb training, communication and empowerment to deliver the business results. Not empowerment to do whatever you feel like doing on a certain day, but empowerment to actually help win at business. So it's important for the entire organization to understand 
the important elements of winning at business. And then you empower your entire team to go out and do that. So those are those are three things that I think is very important. Oh, thank you. Um, Jerome, in the five pillars of ex strategic execution, that is strategy formulation, planning, performance management, strategy communication, and organizational capacity, where do you find most businesses fall short and why? It's a good question. Um, well, if an organization embraces the three things that I just shared, it minimizes the chances to fall short uh, on any of these pillars. However, I see organizations struggle most on the performance management uh, piece simply because the communication and organizational capacity piece is found lacking. It really is about execution of strategy. You know, anyone can develop or form a strategy, um, but a team really has to capture the hearts and minds of their team members. They have to understand the why the gap and have the capabilities and know how they will be measured for success. An organization has to learn how to win at business. Um, there was one uh, great leader. I believe he was a bank CEO, George. I'm kind of drawing blank on the name right now, but I remember hearing it over the years who says I can leave my strategic plan on an airplane and it wouldn't matter much because uh, most teams can't get it done. And the execution piece is very, very, very important. And so that's that's where I see uh, teams fall down on that overall performance management piece. Not like that. Uh, Jerome, data is imperative in any business. What formula do you recommend for businesses and leaders to measure the success of execution? I'm going to go back. I don't know if I particularly use the word formula, but I guess there's a tie-in here. I'm going to go back to the uh, Ocean Conry process and focus on a, on a tool that I like very much. I like using the X matrix as part of Hoshin Conry. I'm not sure, sure Toyota uses it, um, but I use it because I like one pagers with all the key information included on one page. And the X matrix has an area for listing key performance measures that support doing the check step of plan, do, check, act. When you're doing your periodic reviews, you have to have something that's going to allow you to check as to whether you're making good progress or not. And the X matrix is a really good tool. Um, I'm not too big on introducing tools for the sake of introducing tools, George, but I do like the X matrix and the A3. The A3 is not just an exercise in paperwork. It has served as a good problem solving tool, um, engendering A3 thinking. Mm -hmm. And how, how do we drive continuous improvement by closing gaps? That's the key, understanding what the gap is, whether it's you're trying to improve operational excellence on the manufacturing floor or you're trying to win more customers. Um, I love the A3 tool for gendering robust thinking uh, around how to win at business. And yeah, the, other point, the other point I'll make very quickly is there's process metrics and there's result metrics. Um, the organizations that I've seen do very well, George, they're really good at understanding their processes that they're trying to implement and they believe their processes will get them the desired results. So they lock down really good on process metrics and result metrics. Yeah, there's a quote, there's a quote out there that's the essence of strategy is choosing what not to do by more Michael Porter. 
Do you feel that business leaders spend enough time identifying the strategic landmines to execution success? As I'm very familiar with Michael Porter, uh, when I did my uh, uh, the Harvard Business School AMP program, his material was part of the program. He's, uh, as you know, a very distinguished thought leader and educational leader. But to answer your question, uh, some business leaders do well, George, and some don't. And you see it in the results. Uh, a big part of it is confronting reality. I agree with Ram Sharam here. A leader has to make sure they understand the internal and the external realities and line it all up uh, based on what uh, they want to accomplish in the marketplace and what they want their brand to stand for. They have to decide how to line it all up and understand what the internal and the external realities are. That's going to help to set priorities. Um, what I mean by that, George, specifically speaking, is it's going to drive your talent selection, your acquisition decisions, your customer selection and everything. Um, and yes, sometimes we do have to say no to some things based on what those realities are. If the strength of the team is not going to allow you to execute your strategy, you don't have one or two choices. You have to have to add to the team, change the team, do training to enhance capabilities or change your strategy. Uh, doesn't make sense to have a strategy that you can't execute. That would be great. So shifting gears a little bit towards driving continuous improvement, you know, in a business takes a great deal of execution. What are some of the business gaps you see today and suggestions to ensure the right improvements stand the test of time? I alluded to some of them uh, in the first few questions, um, but maybe I'll drill down a little bit more. Um, there are some opportunities around making sure one's organization is properly trained and engaged for success. And even in manufacturing, um, in a manufacturing env environment, for example, employees need to understand the quality imperatives and how what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis helps the organization to win at business. It's more than just making a part. They need to understand how what they're doing ties into the overall business success. I know over the years, I haven't tracked it recently, Toyota has always done a really good job at that. Um, employees really engaged in their manufacturing facilities around winning quality awards and how their work really helps to make them more competitive. Um, and then uh, second, if your organization is global, understanding and respecting the regional cultures and learning how to effectively engage and include input of your global team. You know, I've seen teams that have large global organizations, but it's really only a nucleus of sort of the team that they actually get input from. That means there's a lot of uh, wasted brain power out there that can really help you win at business. So really trying to find a way to engage the global team to help you win, I think really gives you a competitive advantage. Um, for example, if one has the other thing to think about, if you're global and this is in today's world, if one has resources near Ukraine, for example, you have to get involved and to make sure they're safe and secure as much as possible and, um, have what they need to help you win. In your book, make your business a lean business. You provide insights and roadmaps so executives can 
take immediate action to start building a lean business. Can you share some of those insights? George, thank you, first of all, for uh, mentioning the book. I really appreciate that. Um, as you know, the book is um, its probably not a book designed to read from cover to cover, but it's a really good handbook to read by section, and it's all-encompassing. It's a really uh, good piece of information, and a lot of the good information. But I think uh, first, uh, understanding the lean house, which is in the book, and many lean practitioners and operational exercise leaders uh, understand what that house is, understanding the lean house, the lean house, which at its foundation is stability and standardization. Um, and standardization, let's talk about stability first. Let's stabilize and understand where we are and where we need to be. For example, if you're in an automotive facility and you need to build 67 jobs per hour and you're not getting there, you better figure out if that's what the, the customer demand is, how you get stability and get to that 67 jobs per hour. Um, and there are several other other examples. And then once you get stability, create a standard around that stabilization. And that standard becomes a baseline for continuous improvement. And as we get better, people say, well, we're very creative. Um, we're, we have a lot of ingenuity. We don't like standards because it seems like it's boxing people in. No, it's just the opposite. When you have a baseline for continuous improvement, if you get better, then you just change the standard. It's just that simple. Um, and then uh, in the book, I think it's important to point out, making sure you understand all the key elements of your most profitable value streams. Um couple other things that are probably worth pointing out is um, making sure your key leaders, not just your lean practitioners on the floor, develop eyes for waste, not just in manufacturing, but throughout the entire value stream. You know, there is a chart in our book on page 15 entitled uh, The Lean System Purpose. I suggest listeners get the book and go to that page. It looks at customer focus all the way to lean engineering. And uh, it's really focusing on zero customer dissatisfaction input as it looks at customer focus. Um, but I think those are some things from the book that uh, can get you started right away. And people can get that book on Amazon, right? You can get it on Amazon or you can just go right to productivitypress.com. Type in the title of the book, make your business a lean business. and It'll pop right up and you can order it from there as well. Great. Jerome, what tools and data do you find most useful in driving improvement in businesses? And what do you find the top five or 10 metrics businesses should be measuring for success in a manufacturing setting? Yeah, I think uh, tool wise, as I alluded to it a little bit as well. Is I love the value stream mapping tool. I think it's a really great tool. It sounds kind of cliche, but you really can't improve what you can't see. Mm -hmm. And I will learn how to use that tool to map the extended value stream as well, not just the uh, the uh, from operation to operation inside your assembly plant. But if you get your team really understanding that tool and everybody's looking at current state, you'll be surprised the improvement you can develop in terms of future state. I love that tool. And as I mentioned earlier, I love the X matrix because it gets everything on one page, your three to five year objectives your current year or one year objectives, 
your top level improvement priorities, which serve as more like tactics, and then um, your key measurements for success all on one page. And it forces your team to come together every year to actually put that together and then have the appropriate periodic review sessions. And then, as I mentioned before, I really love the A3 tool because it's simple, it's one pager, and it's really good at closing gaps. Um, when we talk in terms of metrics, I really like to focus on lead time reduction because I think speed is a competitive weapon, George, It'll, and it allows for flexibility in terms of satisfying your customer and things like that. Um, I believe all the focus in the Toyota production system, to be honest with you, really is a, about lead time reduction. We focus on improving quality and uptime and the lights because it improves lead time. Um, I'm not talking about being fast and creating mistakes. I'm talking about being better than your competition competition at what you do, thereby delivering superb business results. Um, also, like first time quality, George, when I was at NUMI, that metric was really hammered in us. You know, if you got vehicles or product coming down the line, you really don't want the product taking a left or a right turn. You really like to get it done right the first time. There's a lot of weight in having to pull it off the line. And even if you're not a car manufacturing organization, you manufacture some other kind of widget or whatever, there's still good metrics around first time quality and doing it right the first time. Um, lead time reduction, first time quality, I think those are really, really important metrics. Um, and then just some other things to think about on the business side. Um, well, before I get there, if you have some type of measure, measure of employee engagement, some of the stuff that people will consider some of the softer stuff. It's really not soft. It's really important. So if you have some measure of employee engagement, that's very important. And then uh, from a business standpoint, you're always going to be looking at sales growth, growth, reducing cogs, working capital and improving your return on invested capital. You know, um, we'd always talk about margin improvement as well. And it's gross margin and operating margin. And then all of it to create positive uh, net earnings and good uh, net profit. Jerome, uh, we both know Peter Drucker has a uh, classic quote out there. What gets measured gets improved. Um, what do you find businesses that are struggling to improve some metrics are doing wrong and how can they correct it? Another really good question. Um, I feel those businesses just don't have a good lean enterprise operational management system. Um, we cover this quite a bit in our book. Um, and, you know, how to do this, well, building a continuous improvement culture, it starts with that. You know, I noticed when I was at NUMI all those years and we were winning awards and doing good things, the culture was really, it was a strong continuous improvement culture. It started with even, we had to take training around practical problem solving, plan, do, check, act, the five whys, um, really engaging your entire workforce, attack waste. Everyone became, became kind of a waste-seeking missile. Um, doing the check step of plan, do, check, act, that really has to be built into your culture. You know, develop a good plan. I start working on something. I really have need to have something that allow me to check to see if I'm getting the desired results. And if I'm not, then we need to make adjustments. And then something as simple as understanding the difference between a vision and a mission, vision being aspirational, you know, but what are we going to do every day when we come through those doors? What are we focusing on doing every day when we come through those doors? 
that's going to lead us closer to realizing the vision. I, you know, I, I oftentimes when I'm out speaking to organizations and when I used to do a lot of consulting, I didn't see all those things lined up very well, George. Um, those are some things that just jump right out at me. Um, and as I said earlier, making sure you understand that you have the right processes. This is why a lot of things fall down as well. You have to believe in your processes. Um, you can't just give it lip service. If you're a senior leader, you have to say, I believe these processes will deliver the desired results. And I'm going to support those people that are leading those processes. And if I don't get the results, then I'll just make an adjustment. But you have to support the leaders that are out there implementing new transformational processes or you will not get your desired results. Well, Jerome, I want to thank you for both your time and insightful while in the second chair. And thank you for leading others to success. Thank you, George. I've enjoyed this. We want us. We also want to thank our sponsors, uh, Global HR Research Solutions, including general screening, drugs and health screening, identifying and biometrics, onboarding and monitoring services. Global HR Research helps customers easily define, streamline, and optimize their employment screening process to be more immediate personalized and trustworthy. They are better by every measure as highlighted within their three pillars, which is better data, better technology, and better teams. 100% US-based proprietary technology plus a team committed to customer excellence. I also wanna thank again, Jerome Hamilton for sitting in the second chair and talking to us about strategic execution and continuous improvement. And don't forget, you can get his book out on Amazon today to help your business in success in those both categories. We will also be looking forward to our next guest, which is Chris Ollendorf. He is a Chief Operating Officer and owner of Verseek Search and Consulting on Staffing in Today's Economy.